tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help so you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is your Daily Dose of Donna. Happy Hump Day. Happy Wednesday, August 23rd. Another week, another hump day. You know my hump days are always fun to shout out in the mornings. It's also the day that I release my Patreon episode. So make sure to join the Patreon community for extra content. This week is going to be extra um, dosalicious. I'm like trying to think of a good uh, name for it. You guys, I've got so much to talk about today and we've got to get into it pretty fast because I'll explain to you guys a little bit about what what my day's like today. Um, If you haven't joined the Facebook group, make sure to do that. We're close. We're getting close to 1,000 members in that Facebook group and I love it so much. And of course, thank you so much for subscribing or following if you are on YouTube or on the audio apps, Spotify, et cetera. Make sure to leave a comment. Make sure to give it a thumbs up or a five-star rating wherever you are. Okay. Check homework done. The reason why I have to kind of move a little fast today is because we have a lot to talk about, but I don't want to go too long because today, Wednesday the 23rd, I'm going live with Zach Peter. A lot of you guys love Zach Peter's show here on YouTube or on podcasts or, you know, wherever else he is. Um, I'm going live. We're going to be talking about a lot of these same topics. And oh my God, I'm so grateful because the pool guy just walked by and my dog is in my office and he didn't see. Because I was like, if he sees that pool man, we will have a severe issue. Oh my gosh, Lisa is tuning in from London. You know I go live on TikTok, so I got all your guys' comments over here. Okay. Yes, I'm going live with Zach Peter. We're going to be talking all about a lot of the things we're talking about today, um, plus a lot of other things. I'm sure it's my first time connecting and collaborating with him, so I'm really, really stoked about that. We'll have a lot of fun. I also have my kid, Oliver. He's home right now with his buddy. He has his friend over here, and I was like, you cannot be loud between this hour and this hour, so good luck to us. OMG, let's get into the stories. You guys, today is filled with it. And as these things work, you know, you go to bed one night and you're like, oh, there's not really much to talk about. And then the next morning you're like, there's so much to talk about. So let's cover some of the top stories. I'm going to start with the Bethany clapbacks. Okay. If you guys have been here a second, you know that I've been feeling very, very passionately anti-Bethany for a few weeks, months. I don't even know how long. I haven't cared that much until recently when the reality reckoning has started. It started to kind of open up a lot of sides of her that I've been a little bit turned off by. And I know in the comments, you guys think this is a takedown show, but actually I feel like The more I thought about it yesterday, so yesterday's show, I went through a whole shebang about how I don't ever want anyone to feel like this is a takedown toxic show. I am not a hate 
filled person. I am trying to not take other people down, but I am just kind of uh, covering what everyone else is saying. And the truth is, I didn't talk about Bethany yesterday. And I was like, why did I do that? Why did I not talk about something that I think is very, very important to talk about? Because I was scared to be portrayed as someone that I'm not. Well, I'm going to say this. If you guys are here and you're watching my show and this is not your first time watching my show, you will know who I am. You will know my my personality. You will know my energy. You will know my, my heart. And my goal is to bring you the topics, the hot topics, the fun daily dose of Donna every single day, a 30 minute or under-ish show where you feel like you're in the know, but also you feel like you're hanging out with a buddy and a best friend. And I feel like this is, this is, um, you know, the goal. And actually a lot of people have told me that when they listen to my show, they feel like they're hanging out with their friend. And that is seriously why I do this. I don't want ever to feel like I am a journalist speaking down to you. I'm not bringing you something that you're not privy to. I get excited when I'm around reality stars. I get excited watching these shows. I get just as invested as you guys do. I get just as shocked as you guys do. I'm sitting there scrolling TikTok. I'm sitting there texting you guys and asking you guys in the DMs and on my Facebook account, like, give me the tea. Give me the gossip. I need to know what you guys know. So I am one of you. I am a Swifty. I am a juicy scooper. I'm a chump. I am a, a doser. Duh. I'm the queen doser. I am a, um, I don't know. I'm all of the things. I'm with you guys in this. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, guy walked by again. Murphy's sleeping. We're good. Okay. So that is number one. Bethany has finally started to get some bigger names speaking out about her. Of course, there was the the creators like us, you know, the YouTube creators, the Instagram creators, the podcasters, the smaller creators who were talking all about it. No question. Like me, Up and Adam, um, Zach Peter. I saw first day immediately talking about it. And then on Instagram, of course, we've got our girl face reality 16, who was on my show. She speaks Bravo. Shout out Emily. Um, <clears throat> Meredith Lynch, who was on my show. So many other Bravo accounts by wig. Hello drama. Like all these accounts are speaking out and it's been amazing to, to see that. But then today two or last night, uh, two teas in a pod dropped. Oh, Mike, Michael Rappaport. That I love Michael Rappaport. Um, and then this morning, Lala Kent dropped her podcast. So both Two Teas in a Pod and Lala Kent's podcast are some of the top rated uh, former, or I should say Bravo Liberty type podcasts, right? Because Two Teas in a Pod is current Real Houses of OC, Tamara and Teddy Mellencamp from Beverly Hills. She used to be on Beverly Hills. And then of course, Lala is currently on Vanderpump. These two podcasts are constantly at the top of the charts. People love them. I listen to them when, you know, it's a good topic for me to listen to. And I will say, uh, I will say that, you know, I listened to both of them this morning very, very fast. Like I listened to them on 1.5 speed because there's just not enough time. Um, let's talk about two teas in a pod first. No, I want to shout out really fast. I want to shout out, um, I don't want to say this wrong. There is an account that I started following. I don't know if Ryan Bailey is the one that mentioned it. Oh, speaking of, Ryan Bailey is another one that's been shouting this out and speaking this out from the beginning. These are all people that I love. I absolutely adore all of them. This account is called Vanderpod Recaps. And Vanderpod Recaps is a um, it's a great Instagram account from someone who started on Reddit, basically. And what she does is she 
recaps all the VPR and Bravo podcasts and talks about it. So if you guys are really busy, you should just follow them because you're able to kind of learn everything about it. Um, Okay, so let's first talk about the Lala podcast. So Lala spoke finally about this, this Rachel Bethany interview. And she said something I thought was amazing at the very beginning. She said, I am absolutely not, um, we're going to get into Heather McDonald and and Jeff Lewis in just a second. Um, FYI. She said about uh, Bethany, she goes, I did as much research as Bethany did for that interview, which is none. <laughs> I thought it was so genius. She said, I didn't listen to the, the three parts. Someone that was on her, Jessica, who's in her, like a co-host of the show, did listen. But Lala said, I didn't listen to all three parts, but I do have clips and I do have statements that were said that I want to, you know, speak about. First thing that she says that things she thinks is really important is that everyone has a voice. And she does very clearly say that it's really, really important to, um, you know, speak your voice and say exactly what's, you know, what's on your mind. And if Everyone has a platform to do that. So does Rachel. So she used a very, very huge platform to do this and it worked out, right? She was able to speak her her voice. The unfortunate part is that, and Jessica said this really well, she said, I am interested in the reality reckoning. I am interested in the um, Rachel story, but I'm not interested in them together because they don't coincide. Rachel's story is not synonymous or like the same as the reality reckoning. It's not. It just happens to be a case of a reality star that had a really, really crazy bad experience on a reality show, 99% because of her own doing. So you can't really connect it and you can't really make it a through line. Bethany took Rachel as a pawn in a story, and this has been what I've been saying from day one, as a pawn in a situation to further her agenda of the reality reckoning. But unfortunately, like the fans know, right? We know. We watched the 10 seasons. We watched the reunion 10 times. You know, we watched all the TikToks and listened to all the podcasts. Like we know too much that we are all very aware of the timeline, timeline and everything. And we know that this is not Oh, crap. We know that this is not related to the reality reckoning. Okay. So it's like, it's like me saying everyone needs to be drinking a lot of water and at the same time be promoting Diet Coke. It it doesn't connect. Okay. That was the craziest analogy. I apologize in advance. Lala says it's a travesty that she didn't end up coming back meeting Rachel because She says she should have come back. I think she would have been very surprised and instead she went and did this. She was manipulated yet again by someone who says they hate Bravo. Well, it's sure paying your bills still. Like what even is skinny girl? All I know you from now, like what is be strong? What is skinny girl? All the things I looked up to. Now I look at you as some girl who's like, I hate Bravo. And every other day you're talking about Bravo and exploiting Bravo liberties. Um, That's true. A hundred percent. Like Lala said, I've always looked up to, um, to Bethany. I've always thought Bethany was an incredible businesswoman. And now I'm bummed because now I feel like I don't like her anymore because she's taking something and she's going all in. And I'm going to say something about two cheese in a pod in a minute. Um, but Tamara mentioned on two cheese in a pod, this is, or maybe it was Teddy that this is all towards Bravo. Notice she's not using The Bachelor. She's not talking about Love Island. She's not talking about Love is Blind. And there's people from all those shows. They were just in a huge article. I forget on which um, USA Today or one of those uh, magazines that 
I saw talking about their bad treatment. Like if you really want to find bad treatment, like let's expand, girl. Let's not just talk about Bravo, but that's not the point, right? She's really after Bravo. She is after Bravo and she's after NBC um, Universal. And that's because she has a bone to pick. This is a personal vendetta. It's not about reality as a whole. We know from various people that Nick from um, from Love is Blind, Nick Thompson, who has now started this foundation called You Can Foundation with another guy that was on the show, Jeremy something. They have spoken to Bethany and they are not joining forces because they didn't want to join Bethany's agenda. Got it? This is not a hearsay. This is true. Lala also bets that Rachel didn't get paid for the interview, but when people started making comments about that, then Bethany probably did. This is the shit about Bethany that is the worst part about it all. How do you know what I'm doing with her? How do you know what I'm spending? Wouldn't you like to know? Hmm. I love the speculation. Keep it going, baby. Can you imagine if Bravo's like, how wouldn't you like to know what I paid, Rachel? Wouldn't you like to know? Na 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 na. It's like such bullshit. <laughs> Um, yes, Brianna, I'm still talking about this woman. <laughs> 99% of my comments are like, yes, Donna, go. And then there's always the comment like, what? You're still talking about it? Wake up. I mean, we're all talking about it. This is reality TV 101 right now is Bethany. Okay. I love it. The second I say anything like that, I get follow, 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 follow. Thank you guys for following me. Okay. Jessica, who is Lala's co-host, brought up how Rachel um, how Rachel said that Lala did reach out to Rachel saying she, saying she could lend an ear. Rachel said that in the podcast. And Rachel didn't say she loved it. She didn't say she hated it. She just stated it and moved on, which is so interesting. And any normal – and this is going to kind of coincide a little bit with two T's in a pod. Teddy Mellencamp did a phenomenal job talking about this. I texted Teddy this morning. You know, Teddy and I are friends. I texted her this morning and I was like, I – like – totally applaud the way you spoke about it because what she said was this was a leading interview. She didn't dive deep into how Rachel was raised. She didn't dive deep into the pageants and she didn't dive deep into the, um, you know, adoption issues or whatever. She just let Rachel state these huge statements and then immediately lead her back down the path, but how reality TV has wronged her. And so it was very much a, a, a guided interview and she gave Rachel, she was like, Rachel, I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to let you have your voice. I'm going to let you get your, your thoughts out there. And in, in fact, what she ended up doing was completely fucking Rachel over. And I'm saying that 100%. I think Rachel could have come back in a certain way. And now she's, she's so deep down in the, in the public opinion and she was growing, you guys. Remember, she was quiet. She was in her mental health treatment. She wasn't saying anything. She wasn't coming back on the show. We were giving her the benefit of the doubt and now back down. And that's Bethany's fault. Because as an interviewer, you trust her. She trusted Bethany. And she got bamboozled by Bethany. No question. Um, also, again, about the house, Lala refuted that comment that she, that Lala stole Brock's house from under him because Lala said, I live right next door to Brock and Sheena in Palm Springs. What happened was I was sitting in LA and I got a phone call from Brock and Sheena saying, you need to drive immediately to Palm Springs to buy this house if you want it. Like we are going to talk you up to the owner and get your butt down here and buy this house. And Lala went against her financial advisor saying, I want to buy a house down in Palm Springs. But Brock 
invited Lala to go and look for that house. Like Brock did not get anything. Why would Brock buy a house next door to her house or his house, you know? Bye. Um, why would why why would she do that? So she definitely um refuted that comment. And one last thing that Lala said, Lala said, I never had a conversation with Rachel saying, oh my gosh, what you did last night in the Vegas trip was reality TV gold. Reality TV ratings gold. She's like, why would I ever say that? That makes no sense. We saw her say the mean comment at night, at least you had a man, or at least, or you know, well, thank God you don't have a man, like whatever the comment was. And then she came back in the morning immediately. Lala's like, we never spoke to her about that. So that was just a lie. Okay. Two teas in a pod. I'm going to give you like a five minute or, and then we're going to get into the Jeff Lewis because I need to, I have a hard out today. So two teas in a pod had a conversation that was very similar and very, very openly and strongly against Bethany. And I really enjoyed hearing two former housewives, one current housewife who was very much still in this world, you know, finally being able to speak up against someone that has been quite intimidating in the housewife universe, I think, for many, many people. I think a lot of people were very intimidated by her, um, you know, by her comments and in, or her ability to take people down in the past. But Tamara's like, you know, basically saying everything we've said. She said all these things. She would continue to say all these things. Teddy had some great points about that she didn't do Rachel any favors. And um, and then they mentioned, and this is the the confrontational, not com- confrontational, the, what's the word? Um, controversial. Thank you to me. This was the controversial moment was when T- uh, Tamara mentioned how Bethany brought up the naked wasted scene. Now, I need to do myself a favor and rewatch this, this show, this episode of like season whatever, two or three, when Tamara and Vicky got Gretchen naked wasted. And then she was like super drunk in the bathroom with Tamara's son. I have to rewatch it. Tamara was um, very strongly against thinking that anything went wrong. I am going to leave it up to you guys if something actually did go wrong or not, but I really want to be very clear. 15 years ago when that show was shot, or 12, 13, 15, I think it was 15 years, maybe 14 years ago, life was very different on reality TV. Just remember that. That was the time that we were watching crazy shit go down on the real world. We were watching insane stuff go down on all the networks, okay? There was no drink maximums on The Bachelor. Like people were just acting a fool on reality TV. Since then, things changed. You cannot compare current life right now to how we, it was when, you know, I was 20 years old. Everything is different. The rules are different. What you can and can't do are different. What you can and can't drink, smoke, eat, say, There's a lot of things that we said a lot when we were like in our teens and 20s that if we said right now, we would get canceled, right? Like we all know that. I'm not talking about racial slurs, which are always bad. I'm talking about like just words that we would say in our normal vernacular all the time as kids or teens or whatever, okay? Yes, are they lucky Gretchen didn't get alcohol poisoning? Absolutely. Everything could have gone really south. Just like when I talked to – um the former Real Housewives of New York producer, Michael, my buddy, and he was talking about the Spain trip to Cartagena when they went on that boat trip with Dorinda and Tinsley and everyone was just drunk and partying like crazy and the boat was going like this 
And literally, had it gone down just a little bit more, it would have capsized and we would have had probably a dead housewife. Things could always go badly. Okay? I know it's not exactly the same because it wasn't an intentional, but at the same time, like Gretchen did drink on her own as a human adult being. Just because someone says to me, Donna, I want to get you wasted, it doesn't mean that I have to get wasted as an adult. She was not slipped uphill. She was not drugged. Okay? I'm not saying that Tamara did the right thing. Please don't think that. I'm just saying that, like, you can't really, really say that that was, like, a reality TV issue. Okay? Um, Okay. And by the way, there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting drunk and getting wasted. Like we see it all the time on TV. Look at Below Deck, right? We're seeing it all the time. They're all getting like wasted every single time. The problem is when bad behavior is done, which was done on that episode, by the way, that naked wasted episode, there was bad behavior, like a hundred percent. I felt for Gretchen in that episode, but I need to see the details to see exactly what went down. I love how a comment says, I love Cartagena. Okay. Shout out, Timothy. Let's get into Jeff Lewis. A lot of you guys are here for the Jeff Lewis tea. So I'm going to be 100% honest. I did not listen live today to the Jeff Lewis, Heather McDonald interview. I did listen to the first 30 minutes of the after show, which Carrie Lewis and Joey Zauzig hosted, which is very important to this because Jeff stepped in and they spoke about it. But let's start talking about what I know from what the episode, what happened on the episode because of my incredible dosers and because of Facebook groups that I see all the time. So essentially, just to give you a little recap, I have a video about this from a few months ago, Heather McDonald and Megan Weaver. Megan Weaver is Jeff's very good friend, co-host, um, and co-worker, had a Jennifer, I'm sorry, Megan, um, that was a Jeff, Heather, and Megan, like, connected, connection. That was, so, Megan Weaver and Heather McDonald were in Palm Springs a few months ago, in March, end of March, and they had a big falling out. It was a Saturday night. They were highly intoxicated, I believe, and Megan allegedly, and they were at Kelly Dodd's house, and Megan Weaver uh, spoke to Heather in a very, very mean way. I think everyone can agree that what Heather heard that night, which was basically things like no one likes you or other chumps from Jeff Lewis's show don't like you, you're, you know, you're thirsty, you're this, you're that, just mean stuff. And I remember I had an episode that day talking about it. I thought it was very, very hard to hear the conversation from a third party, of course, or from Heather. I mean, we only had heard Heather's side at that point. It felt yucky. It felt mean. It didn't feel good, right? It didn't feel good. Um, it became very much like Juicy Scoopers, which is Heather's show. Oh, Heather went on her Patreon that Sunday night and shared the story. It became very much Heather's community versus Jeff Lewis's community, even though Jeff had nothing to do with it because he was never there. Jeff's boyfriend on and off again, Chef Stu was involved in the story. People really hated Megan. Lots of people were team Megan, team team Heather, team Jeff. I mean, honestly, I've never seen a community like the Jeff Lewis universe that can get so divided so fast. We've seen that just this last week with the Brandy and Julie stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy how Jeff Lewis fans can be. 
and I say this, I'm a Jeff Lewis fan, so I'm not talking badly about a Jeff Lewis fan, but it's just pretty divisive. It can get really mean really fast. Um, but Heather McDonald made a, a vow, I will never be on the Jeff Lewis show again, like, and she was very, very upset by it. Well, she was on Watch What Happens Live last week with Andy Cohen and Jeff. We all watched that episode, and or two weeks ago, I can't remember anymore. And now she finally was a guest on Jeff Lewis's show today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you a little bit of what I got from my girl, Ray. Shout out, Ray. She's a, she's a moderator on my Facebook group. She's incredible um, at Pop Culture Potluck. Love her. She said. Uh, she said that Heather discussed her feelings at length. Jeff really did a good job allowing her to express herself. He then came back and called her to the carpet. He said that after their, he thought about their discussion. One second. They, he said he thought that after their discussion for over an hour on that Sunday, they thought, he thought they were good. So basically the fight happened on a Saturday. Jeff and her spoke on Sunday for a long time and he thought they were good. But Sunday night she released this Patreon, which is behind a paywall episode. Um, Heather said that it's her prerogative to get her side of the story out with her family. That's her, you know, Juicy Scoopers and her support. Okay. I'm going to just put in my own two cents here. I agree with Heather. A hundred percent. I agree with Heather on this, right? I, I, agree, I agree. We have a Patreon for a reason. It is a safe space. I have my own. I speak about a lot of things that I wouldn't say here on my Patreon, some personal feelings, some personal situations. These are people that are paying to listen to you, meaning they probably really like you. You can hopefully trust them a little bit more. And I think it's totally okay that you did that. I'm not against that. I think everyone would do it, honestly. Um, Apparently, uh, you know, Heather said that they thought the situation – oh, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Hold on. I want to say one thing. Heather got pretty bummed. She cried. She cried. And another thing that happened was a phone call came out that says – like a caller called in saying she was pissed that Heather was there. And Jeff was obviously embarrassed. Heather said to the caller, I will pray for your soul. Okay. I think that's interesting. Like I said, I need to listen live I, or listen to the replay later today and I can talk about it more on my Patreon or, to, or tonight or tomorrow. But I do believe that Jeff does see who calls and Jeff does pick which callers he talks to. Because if you notice, like when you listen to those shows, he's like, wow, okay, we have a lot of callers. Let's take uh, Wendy, you know, whatever. And to me, that feels like, he knew that call was coming in. I don't know. I'm just saying. That could be hearsay. That may be alleged. I just think that that's possibly it. Heather, um, you know, Heather, they did mention the two chumps. Jeff mentioned the two chumps that apparently didn't like Heather. And he said it was his brother, Todd, and Carrie, his sister-in-law. Oh, my God. <clears throat> okay, Chris, tell me. Chris says, you'll be surprised when you hear what he said about that caller. Tell me. So Carrie Lewis and Todd Lewis are some of my favorite co-hosts on that show. I really, really love, love, um, I love Carrie and I love Todd. I think Todd is amazing, by the way. Todd is so funny. And Carrie, we have a lot of mutual friends here in LA. Actually, one of my very close friends um, 
the daughters go to school together. And so they're always at Carrie's house. And like, I really like them. Okay. Lots of people saying, I love, I love Carrie and Todd. I wouldn't consider them chumps, their family. I think they're both. I think they're definitely chumps. They're on the show um, multiple times. And yeah, I would think they were, they would be considered an inner chump. Carrie, (laughs) Carrie said that, uh, you know, well, Jeff said that they are the ones that don't like you because they feel like you ignore them, which I, by the way, I've heard this from multiple people about Heather, that she'll ignore certain people, um, that maybe don't like, you know, fit the, the, the mold, I should say, of who she needs to speak to or whatever. But then I listened to the after show. So Carrie Lewis and Joey Zauzig co-hosted the after show today. Oh, before I get into the after show, Heather McDonald also talked about how she was feeling, you know, it brings back a lot of feelings of being a little schoolgirl, of not being liked, being left out, et cetera. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I think I connect with Heather over this. Don't hate on me for this, but I really do. I swear to God, when I am not invited to things and I'm left out, I may not approach them about it. I may not say something, but I I feel like shit. Like I have multiple times cried to my husband or to like my mom or my best friend of not being invited to things. So that is like, I've lost many friends actually over it because I couldn't get over it. It's really hard not being invited to something that you think you should be invited to. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be invited to everything. Like I have a lot of friends who have daughters and I have two sons. And so a lot of times I'm not invited to like girly things with their kids, which sucks because like my kids may like girly things. In fact, one of them does like a lot of girly things, but we don't get invited because I have two boys. I can't really be that upset. I mean, I could be sad, but I can't really be upset at them. But I can be upset if like, four of my girlfriends that are all friends with me go out to dinner and don't invite just me. Yeah, I would be really bummed. It sucks. Um, It doesn't mean that they have to. It just means that it hurts. That's it. Okay. Anyway, um, Carrie Lewis was on the after show and she was clearly pretty like, she said, I have a pit in my stomach. I feel like I have to take Pepto-Bismol. I'm stressed out about it. They talked a little bit about Jeff Lewis. They talked a little about, about, you know, her relationship with Jeff. And then they talked about accountability and Jeff Lewis walks in. Jeff tells us a really interesting story about the Brandy and Julie situation and how, because basically Heather had talked, they talked about Brandy and Julie on the show and Heather said that she thought the situation was over and can't believe we're still talking about it. But Jeff is, uh, said until they take accountability, they're going to continue to self-sabotage. And then Heather said, well, maybe you're mad at yourself that you didn't give them their own show instead of them in the after show role. Jeff said, I invested all resources for the channel in them and my after show this week is killing it. Okay. I'm not going to get into the Julian Brandy of it all because I don't necessarily, I've heard some really, really crappy things this last week about the way that they're talking about some personal people in my life. And, um, it feels yucky and mean, and it feels like you're setting your fans up to be bullies to other people. It doesn't feel good to hear that. Um, But Jeff was talking about accountability, and he comes in, he says a really interesting story. I didn't know this, that he used to work for Ellen DeGeneres back when Flipping Out was just starting, starting. And Ellen DeGeneres, we've talked about this on the show before, she has a very, very strong, strong reputation of being a horrible human being behind the scenes. And um, And 
Heather, I'm sorry, and Ellen and Jeff got into it. Jeff was working for Ellen. He was on her show a bunch and got into it. And um, he spoke very badly to Ellen. And then he never spoke to her again. And he's like, I think I have a personal feeling about this Brandy and Julie situation because it connects me to that. I made a huge mistake years and years ago. And I feel like I'm never going to be able to really get over that. And he never spoke to, yeah, I said he never spoke to Ellen again. Then Carrie brought up to him, why did you bring me up? Like, why did you feel it was your job or necessarily your position to have to say something like that about how I was feeling to Heather? And Jeff was like, I'm sorry. I thought I was doing something good. I thought I was standing up for you in a good way. And Carrie was like, I don't want to have to say anything to her. You know, I don't want to be involved in the drama. And really, it's up to Heather if she likes me or not, but I'm not going to get involved. And I'm not going to, um, you know, care if she likes me or not. I thought that was kind of crazy, you guys, that Jeff threw her, his sister-in-law and his brother in the mix because let's be honest, Juicy Scoopers are intense. Like Carrie right now 100% is getting hate DMs. I just know it because I get them from any time I talk about Juicy Scoop. I mean, Heather. The comments are coming in fast and hot right now. So I feel really, really bad for Carrie and Todd for being thrown under the bus in that moment. I don't think Heather needed to know at the same time. I think Heather probably felt like she wanted to know so that she felt safer or whatever. But you know what's so weird is Carrie and Joey were in the studio right next door to Jeff and Heather because their show starts one after the next, right? It starts, like, it ends, oh, thanks, Timothy. I'm a juicy scooper, Patreon included. I wouldn't act that way. I never think everyone's this way. I have a lot of scoop, juicy scoopers as fans of mine, too, that are amazing and wonderful. I don't mean everyone. I just mean some. Um, but some of everyone is, you know, you can't control this. But um, I don't know. I can't believe Jeff said that. So we're going to have to see the fallout. I guarantee you this week's Patreon is going to be interesting with Heather McDonald. Um, I, I, We'll get more and deeper into this later. I have to wrap because I have Jeff, Zach Peter in just a few minutes. Later on the Patreon, we're going to talk a little bit more about this situation. I'm going to tell you guys about my text messages with Tamara and Teddy and more about the Bethany drama. I'm going to talk about what you guys are obsessed with, which is the Justin Martindale, Heather McDonald story that just came out from John Hill's show yesterday. And then I will... um wrap up a little bit more with some Scooter Braun updates and some other like just fun LA things. So make sure to subscribe if you guys can. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you guys so much. And make sure to uh, subscribe, like, tell your friends about Daily Dose of Donna. I am growing because of you. Literally join the Facebook group so I can give you some love and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great hump day. Join Zach Peter's channel today. Bye.